0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow's at a record S&P, NASDAQ, also advancing as we move into the final hour of trading. But we begin with a developing business story. DraftKings and FanDuel are calling it quits. The two leading daily fantasy sports companies have agreed to end their plans to merge in the face of opposition by the Federal Trade Commission, this according to DraftKings CEO Jason Robbins. The threat of a long and expensive legal battle was a factor, he said, adding that DraftKings is on firmer financial ground than it was when the merger was announced in November. So again, repeating the key headline there, DraftKings and FanDuel decide to end their merger plans. Stocks are trading higher right now. Treasuries are falling as Janet Yellen says the U.S. economy will have trouble achieving growth rates of 3%. David Zervos is chief market strategist at Jeffries. He was interviewed this morning on Bloomberg Television. She's really got two meetings, September and December, to, to seal her legacy. And um
1: and I think she set this up for the balance sheet unwind. And look, that could come earlier. I doubt it now after the testimony, but, uh, the balance sheet unwind by the end of the year of the normalization and one more rate hike. That seems to be what we're set for. And then she rides off into the distance and we welcome, uh, we welcome Gary Cohn and, and Randy Quarles to the uh, table, which could be quite, uh, <laughs>
0: quite fun for markets. Yellen was back on Capitol Hill this morning for day two of her semi-annual testimony, taking questions from the Senate Banking Committee. S&P 500 index up 5 to 24.48, up two-tenths of 1%. Technology shares advancing for a fifth straight day. We've got NASDAQ up 13, a gain there of two-tenths of 1%. The Dow at a record 21,556, up 23, a gain of one-tenth of 1%. Tenure down 8.30 seconds. The yield there, 2.35%. Gold down $1.50 the ounce to 12.17, down one-tenth of 1%. Crude oil back above $46 a barrel, 4602 on Texas Intermediate Crude up 1.2 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellett. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.
2: Really? Well, it is. Caroline ladies Hyde night. is in the house. Yeah, the London house also in the house. Danny Berger. Uh, a lady of our, of our own, writer, markets reporter, and uh, senior uh, U.S. economist of Bloomberg Intelligence, Elena Shuleyeva, uh, also with us. Um, and Elena, let me start with you. What What are you looking at uh, from on the economics front today?
3: So uh, today we uh, had a PPI uh, report, uh, and it's uh, it's usually a quite a volatile uh, index uh, of prices at the wholesale level, uh, but it actually sets the stage for uh, tomorrow's. Consumers consumer um um a report on on consumer prices cpi is coming out tomorrow morning so uh and we are looking for um some moderation in consumer prices and and uh, there's a reason to believe that uh, actually uh the recent deceleration in consumer prices that uh, chair yellen mentioned uh during her testimony is not that transitory as uh, the Fed is trying to portray uh so uh, we see that uh you know weakness is spreading uh into uh different categories uh, other than uh wireless services prices uh, and uh, prescription drugs uh that chair yellen uh mentioned uh, in her testimony and so Danny, I mean all of this of course has been feeding into the markets. The right. markets interpreting this as
4: well, the you know, the punch bowl keeps on going, the cheap right. money keeps on rolling and, and will that really be the case if we get CPI tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I think that if there is a big uptick in inflation, it's certainly going to change, uh, you know, the market's point of view. It's going to have a big impact, but it seems like people are trading right now, really just looking at the short term, um, not expecting any sudden, uh, you know, rate hikes, maybe just one this year. Uh, you know, and it's interesting because everything that Yellen's been saying, perhaps it could be interpreted as, you know, we're going to continue to get more rate hikes down the road. But that doesn't really seem to be top of mind. And I think, as you pointed out, um, that CPI number on Friday possibly could change that point of view. Uh, but for now, uh, you know, again, it's, it's, it's really earnings, I think, is, is, is the big key here. Uh, not to mention that, uh, we're in the middle of the healthcare bill in Washington, uh, that we have yet to see politics really shake the market very much, uh, but we are starting to get to the later stages of those negotiations. So, uh, potential for that to happen as we have a pretty illiquid market, a very thin trading market, uh, definitely rises.
2: Um yeah it's it's uh it is thin right now and I wonder Yelena if if the sort of economic uncertainty is sort of part of that.
3: So economic uncertainty is uh clearly um becoming uh, uh one of the uh, um more important issues right now uh and it seems like um, it's re it was reflected in the nFIb small business optimism for example earlier this week uh it uh slid down a little bit uh next week we're going to have an hp builders confidence index so the uh different uh, set of in different indexes uh, from consumer to business uh, optimism are clearly worth watching right now because there's really no progress on the fiscal front and Uh, It was uh, the main driver. Expectations for fiscal policy was the main driver uh, behind improvement in sentiment indexes. What about, therefore, as we
4: look forward to the earnings season that's about to kick off, Danny? I I mean, we've got the big banks tomorrow. Right. Yeah, How if- are the markets preparing for that? I mean, are we likely to see what what sort of level of of overachievement or underachievement right. we need to see that can come off of these highs? Yeah, I mean, we're it's interesting because estimates for earnings have come down. So when we looked at what analysts were expecting a few weeks ago at the end of last month, it was about a seven point four percent growth. Now that's come down to six point three. So we're already seeing some of that a uh, expectation setting. Of course, the bar always seems to be pretty low. Um, but I think that, especially for these tech names, which have carried so much of the gains, there's going to be a lot of concentration on that. They need to justify those high valuations.
2: I and mean, we've got the NASDAQ up we. The NASDAQ is <laughs> up sixteen and a half percent for the year already at right. end of July.
4: Right. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of pressure there. But, you know, when you look at areas of growth again and again, we always come back to these tech names. They're really carrying a lot of the earnings growth for the S&P 500. And at this moment, investors are willing to pay for that. Uh So they need to show up and justify why they're uh willing to pay for that. And, and somewhat relatedly, um, I think it's interesting that uh one of my colleagues, Julie Verahage, had a report uh story out today that initial coin offerings, uh you know, an offshoot of, of Bitcoin, it's uh a corner of the startup market that's really thriving and they're actually raising more money now than early stage venture funding. Um i it's selling I've, out in yeah. record times. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's it's part of this environment we're in where uh, you know, technology is king right now and initial coin offerings uh of all things are, are doing better than early stage traditional venture funding.
2: That's a At whole least. other thing. And what's going on with that Bitcoin market, too, has been just kind of a collapse. I mean, I think you've got Ethereum down 50% in the yeah. last three weeks. Well,
4: it's it's like the only currency market that's volatile right now. Everything else is so boring. So uh, we got this uh, beautiful, well, not beautiful, you know, Bitcoin doing all sorts of things. It's, right now it's more volatile than like a triple leveraged gold ETF, which is well, saying you know something. Those One are, those of the are reasons insane. is because
2: you can't short. Yeah. There's no no shorting in the the Bitcoin market, so therefore there's no short covering in the Bitcoin market. So when things fall, there's no one there to catch those falling knives.
4: Right. I mean, and it's just a harder asset in general to trade. The infrastructure isn't really there to to give it some stability.
3: Elena, how much uh, is the Fed looking at? this move and search for yield or worrying about it? Uh, I think uh, the Fed is – actually, it's one of the reasons the Fed really wants to uh, continue on a tightening path is uh, their concern about financial conditions, and uh, that is actually – uh, you know, offsetting some of uh, their concerns about inflation. But inflation is clearly a uh, very, uh, very important thing to watch because it seems like uh, Lael Brainard, uh President Kaplan, they were all speaking today and they were raising concerns about inflation. So it seems like they're getting really concerned about that uh, uh, on their objective.
2: That's one to watch, indeed. Elena Schle, uh, the senior U.S. economist for Bloomberg Intelligence, and Danny Berger, Bloomberg Markets reporter, uh, excellent. Ladies' night, indeed, Caroline. <laughs> this is Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Let's Nathan Hager right now. He's going to look at world and national news headlines from our one studios in Washington, D.C.
1: Well, President Trump is in Paris, Corey, for a two-day visit with French President Emmanuel Macron. But he is not escaping questions about his oldest son's meeting with a Russian lawyer last year. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman has more on that.
0: President dismissed the criticism of Donald Trump Jr. as an exaggeration. It was no big deal, he said.
1: I have only been in politics for two years, but I've had many people call up, oh, gee, we have information on this factor or this person or, frankly, Hillary that's very standard in politics. Politics is not the nicest business in the world.
0: President Macron, who was also a target of Russian disinformation during his campaign, wouldn't comment on America's royal politics, but said he, as does Trump, has to deal with Russia on Syria and similar issues. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington.
1: Calling it the largest health care fraud takedown operation in American history. Attorney General Jeff Sessions has announced charges against more than 400 people in opioid scams totaling 1.3 billion dollars. We are sending a clear message to criminals across this country. We will find you, we will bring you to justice, and you will pay a very high price for what you have done. Meantime, an expert panel of scientists is calling on the Food and Drug Administration to conduct a safety review of all opioids in a sweeping report. The National Academies of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine pushed FDA to expand an approach that has already led to one painkiller being pulled off the market when needle sharing was linked to a 2015 HIV and hepatitis C outbreak in southern Indiana. Global news powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.